0: Hey, this is Taylor Strickland. I'm one of the pastors here at Second Baptist Church West Campus, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message teaches you, inspires you, and strengthens your faith. To learn more about our Second Students ministry, check us out on Facebook or Instagram. Just search Second Students West.
1: Enjoy the message. Well, again, as Taylor and Evan said, thank you for joining us at Live Tonight Online. Whether you are on YouTube or Instagram, thank you for being here for Senior Stories Part 2. Last week, some of our amazing seniors share what God has done in their life, and we have some more special guests, some more students, graduates here to talk about, again, what God has done, how he's worked in their lives, and they want to share some things that God has taught them, and that's the most amazing thing. And so um, I want to start, before they get into their story, with them introducing themselves.
0: Hi, I'm Michelle Graham, and I'm graduating from Cinco Ranch High School, and I'll be attending the University of Texas next fall.
2: Hi, I'm David, and I went to Paito High School last year, and next year I will be attending Eastern University.
3: Hi, I'm Faith Robertson. I went to Side park High School, and I'll be going to the University of Houston next year.
1: Yes, I'm so excited to have Michelle, David, and Faith. They're so awesome. They've been a blessing to me and to our team and to our church, uh, and so now I want you to hear how God has worked over the years of their life. And so um, I want to start with Faith tonight. Faith, um, start by telling us how God has worked in your life.
3: Um, Well, I come from a really great family. My mom actually works here at the church, and my dad has always been super involved at the church, as well as me and my brothers. Um, So I come from a really great family with a really, well, great Christian background. Um, So I've always had a really close relationship with the Lord and with my family, but something that has come along with that has been a lot of pressure um, that I've put on myself, and that just comes from me expecting that I have to be somebody that I'm not, or I have to be perfect, or I have to fit a certain mold that isn't always necessarily myself, and so something that's come along with that has been pride and on the way that I feel like I'm better than others, but in a way that I just feel like my problems aren't as important, or I don't need to be vulnerable with other people or act like a normal human being, because mm. we all have those problems, and we all have those struggles, and so it's always been hard for me to show them. Mm. Um, and so a situation, I guess, where that has come into play has been in wrestling. Um, I wrestled for about like two years, And so I guess with wrestling comes with you have to meet a certain weight group that you're in, and so you have to watch your weight and make sure that you train and that you plan accordingly to meet those weight requirements for matches. And so you train all year, and you go through matches to get to districts and regionals and state. And so it was the weekend before districts, and it was Super Bowl Sunday. And so, of course, Super Bowl Sunday, we all like to eat. And so I didn't, I guess – take precautions and make sure that I was making sure that what was going in my body wasn't going to affect districts and whenever I got to districts I busted weight by two ounces and so that was really hard for me because I was wrestling with being perfect or being somebody that I wasn't but then also feeling like failure and being so Mm -hmm. disappointed in myself and I was just, the whole entire time, I felt like crying. But, of course, I didn't want other people to see me crying because I'm faith, you know. And so Mm. I didn't want people to see that. So inwardly, I was really struggling and trying to to keep on a face while I was watching my friends get to do what I had been training for. And so that was something that was really hard that I had to work through. And then another thing that I guess I've struggled with is friendships. I've always felt like I've had a lot of pressure on the friends that I was with. And if those are friendships that were good for me, or if they're people that I shouldn't be hanging out with, and I've just always really struggled with trying to balance who I am and my faith with wanting to put on a facade and be somebody that fit who I thought I was supposed to be.
0: Okay, so um, I live in a nice house. It has four walls and a pretty cool backyard with a pool, but... um, On the inside of this house, everything was broken. The people were broken, the relationships were broken. It was filled with alcoholism, cancer, anxiety, depression, abuse, like you name it, it was there. And these things kind of put my family into a pit, and like one that they struggled to get out of. But luckily I had my faith in Christ and I continued to build on that relationship. And so things were good. And then eighth grade year, I was just on this spiritual high. And I don't know if you know this, but when you're on a spiritual high, the devil works extra hard to kind of knock you down, and that's exactly what happened to me. I fell, and Mm. I was stuck in the pit with the rest of my family, and I started kind of blaming God. Instead of turning to God, I turned against Him, and I was questioning, like, why am I still here? Like, why am I in this pit? Like, why am I not, you know, somewhere else? Like, why is my pain still here? And so after a while, I just started like turning away from him and sort of like leaning on things that would make me feel better, which at the time was really looking up psychics because I was looking for someone to tell me that like everything was going to be okay. And something that I kind of lean on is the fact that like my experience plus God's presence is enough. Mm. And now I was pushing away God's presence. So all I had left was my experience and that was not at all enough to sustain me. So entering into freshman year, I became really depressed and I started feeling guilty for kind of turning my back on God. So I started kind of drifting away from church. I started drifting away from like friendships and I kind of tried to drag some people down with me to make myself feel better because on the inside I kind of felt dirty. But um, one day I was in my room and I found my old beach treat book and inside of it was this poem. And the poem talks about a guy who was on fire for Christ. Like, he was doing so well in his relationship with him, and one day he kind of pulled back. He started, you know, doing his own thing, and he started not seeking God's advice, and he built this life for him, which he thought was, like, on his own, and then eventually things turned bad, and like myself, he started blaming God and questioning, like, why aren't you helping me? Like, if you really love me, like, why am I still here? Mm. Then God kind of told him, like, hey, like, I miss you, like, come back to me, you're still welcome in my home, and gosh, this poem just spoke to me, like, I felt like it was everything that I was going through, and I remember just sitting in my room bawling my eyes out because I thought that I needed to clean myself up before I approached God again, but Mm. that was not at all true, like, God wanted me as I was, the broken, the ugly, like, everything. And so, I mean, my circumstances didn't change at home, but once again, I had my experience and God's presence, and that was more than enough.
2: For me, um, I was born and raised in a Christian home. Um, I have two amazing parents. I also have a brother who just graduated from Dallas Baptist University. uh, And I also have an amazing sister who is a junior at Baylor University. And growing up in a Christian home, um, and going to church on Sunday and Wednesday, um, you know, going, uh, you know, seeing like all my friends at church and the small groups. And you hear about all these crazy things that people are going through, whether that's, you know, like a broken family or, you know, divorced parents, uh, depression, anxiety. And for me, like, I didn't really have, um, like any of those bit, big, things like in my life, I think like I'm not perfect or anything, but, um, you know, I didn't have like a giant right in front of me. But in 2017, um, that changed for me. Um, My mom was diagnosed with cancer. Um, It was a tumor inside of her spine, um, that um, and they she had surgery on it. Um, So after surgery, um, she had to learn how to walk all over again, and still to this day um, is still trying to achieve that goal. Um, And like during that time, um, was my freshman year, and um, I didn't really have. Um, any great role models um, outside the house um, I think for me like my parents are of course like amazing and my brother and sister are very amazing um, but um, I didn't have like any like role models there for me um, in this past um, year um, the cancer has has actually spread um, so for about two and a half years um, it was stable it was pronounced dead by doctors um, but this past February um, it Um, spread to a different spot in her spine Um, and it and it had also moved to her brain um, which was so unexpected and so hard for us to uh, go through but I think like just looking back and like seeing um, the 2017 David and seeing like he didn't have um, what he has this second round Um, you know like I have so many great people surrounding me So many great teachers, you know, coaches, um, you know, friends. I have a friend group that I can go to and talk to about and that I'm forever grateful for. And it was just it's just crazy to see how God has been working through that and where he has taken me.
1: Thank you, guys, uh, each one of you for being real and vulnerable. Um, They were being real with you right there. You're not in this room right now. You're watching online. But if you were here, you could literally experience and see how Vulnerable, they were in these moments of telling you about how God has worked, and it hasn't been easy. God, many times, takes us through the fire to refine us, to teach us things, to grow us, to draw us closer to Him. And that's the beauty in everything that has been so hard for each one of them in different ways that they've experienced is that God has taught them, God has grown them, God has strengthened them, He has grown His relationship with them. And so, that's why I want to spend the next few minutes them telling you one thing. One major thing that God taught them through their life, through their story. And so I want to start with faith and we'll work our way down.
3: So my favorite verse in the Bible is Proverbs 3, 3-4. And it's, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so that you will find favor and a good name in the eyes of God and man. Hmm. Um, and so I feel like throughout my story, I've always put a lot of pressure on myself. And so... God doesn't want us to put all this pressure on ourselves. We're not supposed to be perfect. We aren't made perfect. Mm. And so it's crazy for us to try and achieve that because we can't. And so this verse really speaks to me because it's saying to bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. So this is something that you're supposed to hold dear to yourself. And it's supposed to be a part of you. And so it's just really important. And yeah, I just really learned a lot from it.
2: Um, for me, um, I think, one thing that I have taken out of this, this situation that I was in and still am going through is that, you, you know, yes, we go through a lot of big problems in life, but we also serve a bigger God. Um, in Exodus 14, 10 through 14, um, when the Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they feared greatly. The people of Israel cried out to the Lord, they said to moses it is because there are no graves in egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness what have you done to us in bringing us out of egypt is not this what we said to you in egypt leave us alone and we may serve the egyptians for it would have been better for us to serve the egyptians than to die in the wilderness and and moses said to the people fear not stand firm And see the salvation of the Lord which he will work for you today for the Egyptians whom you see today you shall never see again the Lord will fight for you and you have only to be silent Mm. Um, this really like hits me really hard just because um, you know these Israelites were put in a situation where they were trying to leave Egypt and they were camping out by the Red Sea and Um, you know, forward they were looking at the Red Sea, and behind them they noticed that the Egyptians were coming um, to uh, attack them, and with a group of 600 army, you know, that's crazy, and they didn't know where to go, and um, they, you know, talked to Moses, and were telling him, like, why would you bring us out here just for us to die, and Moses cried out to God and said, where do we go, like, like, what do you want me to do in this situation, and God 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 tells moses to raise up his stick and to start walking towards the red red sea with the israelites and they start walking towards the red sea and god actually splits the sea with the raise of Moses' hand and does a miracle and you know i think that like in life we're surrounded by so many great things and so many um you know great problems that we have i I guess i shouldn't say great i guess like big problems that we have yeah um, I think that we should like focus, me included, like focus on how big our God is and not so much how big our problems are.
1: It's good.
0: So I was watching this podcast and in the podcast, it talks about this verse. It's 1 Kings 19, 11 through 12. And the verse says, The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. So sometimes we expect God to be as loud as the earthquake or the fire, or the wind. I mean, that's how I thought he would be. When I was like praying to him and asking him for help, I expected him to be that loud. Cause it only makes sense that if there's all this noise that he would try to be above that, you know, but it says here in this verse that he came after all those things as a gentle whisper. And, you know, he whispers to you because he's close to you Mm. and he wants you to move closer to him. And that's something that I missed. So I guess in the midst of chaos, like listen for God's voice because it is there.
1: That's so good. Thank you guys so much. Again, I hope you're applauding and celebrating at home uh, wherever you're watching because that was so awesome. And again, we are all of us, whoever's watching, we're so proud of you. Um, And I want you to know this, that uh, you've learned so much. God has done so much, but he's still writing your story. Like think about that for a minute. He is not finished. You have so much ahead of you. God is working. He's going to work. He's going to teach you. He's going to take you through more ups and downs. But God has done something amazing in your life. And for every single one of you, he's still writing your story. But he's also giving you a story. He's given you something to say, something to talk about. He is working and has worked in your life. And so I want you to know right now, wherever you are, if you're in a place like faith and you are, you're just really hard on yourself, Maybe you feel the pressure of the world from your parents, from teachers, from coaches, whoever it may be, from friends. I want you to know that you can give yourself grace because God has given you grace upon grace. Maybe you're like David and you feel like the mountains are surrounding you. The problems are, you can't escape them. I want you to know that God is much bigger than that, right? God is bigger than anything you'll ever face, that we'll ever face. And he's already taken care of it in your future. He's gone ahead of you. Maybe you're like Michelle and you miss God's presence. He's with you, right? He was always with you and he's always present in your life. He's with you in the deepest, darkest moments. He's with you in the best moments. He is present sometimes in the smallest ways. And so I want to encourage you tonight um, that if you're in one of those places or wherever you may be, that God is for you. He loves you. He cares about you. I want you to know this that our team is here for you. I know we can't be together right now in this season. Uh, but we would love to connect with you. We would love to be praying for you. If you have a question um, about what it means to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, like what are we talking about? uh, What what happened in these students' lives? We would love to talk to you about that. If you're just struggling, please reach out to us. In just a minute, Taylor's gonna tell you about a way that you can do that, that you can connect with our team because we love you, we care about you. I wanna close tonight with a word of prayer, guys. Thank you so much for being here. God Thank you for working. Thank you for moving. Thank you for doing what only you can do. You are so amazing. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.